What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. All of us have a name that we first hear from our parents and then perhaps remember it being shouted by siblings or friends on the playground and later maybe whispered by a lover, a spouse. It's a sound that's dear to us and often has a meaning that may have come from our parents' preference or may have a long familial, historical, religious, or even mythical association. As most of you know, my name is Penelope Duckworth. My mother named me Penelope because she liked the name. My surname is from my father, and I learned from the writings of Robert Graves that Penelope actually means duck. I am doubly associated with those <laughs> remarkable birds who are at home on land, in sea, and sky. You may remember Penelope, the wife of Odysseus, from the work of Homer. But in another earlier source, she had been saved by a type of purple ducks as a child when she was drowning. They buoyed her to the surface, and so she took their name. If somebody makes fun of my name, I feel a bit foolish, but overall, I like my name, and I can't imagine myself with another. When somebody calls my name, I instinctively turn and respond. In a sense, knowing our name gives somebody power over us. We stop, look, listen, whether we want to or not. In the book of Exodus, when God told Moses the divine name was I am that I am, God also gave Moses a new power. God could be called and named. In the ancient world, the power of knowing someone's name was very real. The Hebrews shared with their Canaanite neighbors a sense of the power of divine names. The sacred name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was powerful and so sacred that it could not be spoken. The essence of God's being as disclosed to Moses was carried in a four-letter word, Yahweh. We just use the consonants, not the, the, the vowels. And th that name could be said only by a priest and only on special holy days. Another Hebrew word, Adonai, which is translated as Lord, was used to refer to God in everyday conversation. The Bible has a number of remarkable stories demonstrating the power of naming. God created the world naming light, day, night, and sky. Adam names the animals that were created with him. God calls Abram, Sarai, and Jacob, and then renames them Abraham, Sarah, and Israel, names which mark a dramatic shift in their life's trajectory, a new mission of life bound to the God who named them. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Name, which marks the occasion when Mary and Joseph took their new son to the temple to be circumcised and to receive the name of Jesus. The Hebrew word Yeshua is translated as Jesus or Joshua, which means God saves and helps. Jesus' parents had been given that name by an angel who promised each of them that through this child, God would bring salvation to the world. 
Jesus had a name, like the rest of us. Our name is a kind of handle, and it allows people access to us. It means Jesus could be summoned and challenged, which he was, time and time again. And Jesus spoke the names of his friends and disciples, sometimes giving them special names to show, to show their special charisma or mission, such as that of Peter, who he said would become his rock, and James and John, who he called perhaps humorously sons of thunder. Jesus spoke of the good shepherd as the one who calls his sheep each by name. And we remember when he encountered Mary Magdalene after the resurrection, and she did not recognize him until he spoke, calling out, Mary. Early Christians called upon the name of Jesus Christ for healing and deliverance. Today, the church remembers the power of naming when a child is christened at baptism. Not only is the child named aloud and so given its Christian name, but from that point on, it bears the designation child of God, which reflects the essence of its true nature and identity. Jesus was given a name that all his followers know, and it's also the name that is given to a very simple prayer used by the Russian Orthodox. The prayer is this, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. There's a tradition going back to the 6th century that if that simple prayer is prayed enough, it will lead to inner stillness and eventually become a part of the heart's own rhythm. Sometimes it is abbreviated to just Jesus, and it is known as the Jesus Prayer. Many, like Joan of Arc, have died with just the words Jesus on their lips. Our lesson from Philippians is a hymn of the early church to the name of Jesus. It concludes, Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. While this is a day to celebrate the naming of Jesus, it's also the first day of 2017. And so it's a day to take stock and make changes. As it is the Feast of the Holy Name, it's appropriate to consider the power of naming, to build up or to destroy. What we call others affects them. The names we use can be a means of affirmation or dismissal, blessing, or cursing. As we reflect on the past year, what labels or names have been given to others to hurt or dismiss them, belittle or judge them? Can you think of some you have said or heard others say? Now think how you could rename those people in a way that would bless them and honor them. Consider as well what names or labels have been given to you or others like you. Names that diminish or damage you. Names that hurt and harm. 
How can you change those names, turning them to affirm and bless the best that is in you? Names are powerful things, but there is no name that is more powerful than the name of Jesus. He's been given the name which is above every name. We honor that name today and call upon him to guide and help us because he knows each one of us, knows our needs and our longings, and most importantly, knows our names. Amen.